episode of the road to redemption podcast cam here what the hell is happening um holy shit do we have a lot to talk about i'm gonna try not to talk too fast but i'm also trying not to make this a uh, two-hour podcast first off notre dame uh we did not play well i want to say that we for playing ball state we should have destroyed them and we didn't uh i still think every week brandon wimbush puts us in jeopardy and that scares me uh he just he can't set his feet and either take a hit or, you know, make a decision. He can't keep lobbing the ball up in the air and just giving it away. When you have three interceptions against Ball State, you need to be considered to be benched. I, I just think that as we get deeper into this season, we've got Vandy, uh, Vanderbilt this week. And uh, I think if we come out playing that same bullshit, that timid shit that Wimbush seems to love to do, I just don't think he has the mental strength to stand in there and and be an elite quarterback. And uh, I think Notre Dame, I think this the talent around this team this year, I think they deserve elite. So we've got Phil Jakurvic, um, and he's supposed to be a, like a prodigy quarterback. He's a true freshman this year. I would like to see him, if nothing else. I know Ian Book, our number two right now, he's more than qualified. He's not as good on his feet. Uh, he can't run as well as Ian Book, but... I think, or as Brandon Wimbush, but I think he's a all-around, he's a better quarterback. The team seems to play better with him in the game. Um, so as far as that, there's our sports. We've still got the MGK and Eminem beef going on. Obviously, Eminem, uh, MGK released Rap Devil, which was an amazing diss. Um, by the way, I got to go see him two days ago at Bridgestone Arena here in Nashville, and it was amazing. Uh, it was a bucket list item for me to get to see Machine Gun Kelly live in concert, and I got to do that thanks to my beautiful wife. She got it for me for my birthday last year, uh, and the concert just happened to roll around. So it was super, super fun. They had gym class heroes there in the beginning, and every every song that they played I actually really liked. Uh, I was glad that they showed up. We did not stay for Fallout Boy just because uh not 12 um i'm not a 12 year old there was more children there with their parents than there was adults after mgk most of the adults um left and it turned into kind of a high school thing anywho uh mgk released rap devil which he played at the show eminem um just the other day he did a um an interview with sway and sway was mentioned in mgk's disc you know, he said, call up Sway and ask why I can't come up to Shade 45 because of you. Pretty much saying that Eminem called Sway. For those of you that don't know, Sway is a very, very famous hip-hop uh, interviewer. He was a rapper a long, long, long time ago. But now he's one of the most famous hip-hop commentators slash uh, interviewers in the game. And Eminem did uh, the interview with Sway. And Eminem came up at the, or MGK came up at the very last part of it and then 
he said, first off, you know, I didn't even know who MGK was. So, because MGK had referenced that Eminem still pissed at him for something that happened back in 2012. Eminem claimed, I didn't even know who he was. It wasn't until years later that they had told me that. And they said that uh, MGK had gone on some press run pretty much just about the comment that he made about uh, Eminem's daughter, which isn't true. Uh, and then he, he showed how frustrated he was by the whole thing. I think that Eminem is really looking back into the mirror and, and going, I don't think I can hang here um, it, because he's going, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet because I'm kind of stuck in this thing where if I do release a diss track, it makes him bigger. But at the same time, I got to crush this guy. And for me, he just looked way too flustered where MGK kind of was just free and just kind of, hey, this is what it is. But at the same time, it is. It's always going to be lose-lose for Eminem. Uh, Eminem will go down as one of the greatest rappers to ever live. And if he responds, it's one, going to make MGK bigger. And two, is there really anything he could say good enough against MGK that would ever be good enough? I think Eminem's status is even bigger than he is. And I think that's a problem for him right now is he's, he's trying to live up to this legend that's not... It's there. He's insanely talented. But I think maybe tastes have just changed. So now we've been experienced to so many different genres of rap even. You know, you've got guys that are like rock and roll rap, punk and rap. Like, you got all this shit now, different collabs of music. And I think it's just kind of evolved. And I think you have to have A and B now, musical and lyrical. And if you don't have that, you know, it's a bad thing. So I think that's kind of why uh, Eminem's songs, you know, I think Kamikaze was a great album overall. I thought he killed it. Revival was a piece of shit, the one that he put out right before that. But uh, I thought Kamikaze was great. And that was because this time he put the mix of A and B. He had solid beats with great lyrics. Uh, Eminem traditionally, like the last couple albums, has not been known to do that. It was either shitty beats and shitty lyrics, which was most of them. Uh, and I listened to all the albums. Uh, but then he was at Marshall Mathers LP2, which was fantastic. So, I don't know. I think it's just anything else creative-wise. You go through your ups and downs, you know. As a creator, it's I can tell you from experience, it's difficult to be to give it a hundred percent all the time right you you have a meter of passion for something you love to do but if you keep redlining out on passion every single day eventually it's going to start to take its toll on you um because one life is going to happen and when you're living up at this high standard uh, of passion this high level towards your craft you're you hit hit a place where you're putting out so much some of it's not going to be great just because again you're all you're riding the highs and lows of life with this intense level of passion uh so that's why i think any creative career kind of takes those up and downs nobody's going to win all the time and i think eminem's just proving that but again i think machine gun kelly is such a talented rapper i think he can hang with him i think that um ultimately i think mgk ends up winning this overall but i don't think eminem ends up losing it either i think it's it's going to be one of those things that 
I personally believe it's going to come out to be a thing where they're actually friends um, in the end. You know, everything's squashed, everything's done. I think that would be cool as shit. Um, especially, oh my god, if they ever did a song together now, like, that would be insane. So, taking a drink. Shout out to Guryeki, Yerba Mate's. So much love to you guys. Um, guys, if you need something refreshing and you're trying to get off the energy drinks, the Red Bulls, the Monsters, whatever it is, um, check out, it's anywhere that you shop. So here in Tennessee, we have like Kroger's and Walmart. Um, anywhere you shop, if you have an organic section, you should find um, the Yerba Mate's there. Check them out. It's 120 milligrams of natural caffeine in, it, in each one. So it's not going to play games on the caffeine front. Uh, but at the same time, it's a clean energy. It's very healthy. Uh, I drink a lot of them. Uh, uh, I don't know if I should put a disclaimer just in case saying don't do this. But I drink about seven to eight of them a day. Uh, again, I don't know if they would even recommend to do that since it is 120 milligrams of caffeine a day. But I feel great. Um, yeah, never better. So check them out, guys. Go over. Um, go to Guyaki. G U A. Y-A-K-I, let me spell that again, G-U-A-Y-A-K-I, and Google that, go to their website, check out store locators, uh, I know that they got like over 20,000 retailers at this point, and it's their goal to um, save the rainforest, they're, they're helping to plant so many trees by a certain amount of time, I, I would have to give you um, the exact thing, but again, that's, um, that's what they do. Oh, 200,000 acres of rainforest and create over 1,000 living wages jobs. So, it's a good thing. Go check them out. As I continue to drink it. Um, we had, what else do we have this week? Sorry. Uh, oh, I found out that I have a, I have a condition. Your boy, your boy's got a, a medical condition. I have hyperhidrosis, which means it's an excessive sweating of the hands. Um, my hands sweat all the time. Like, actually, surprisingly, right now, they're not. But it's when I'm in public, when I'm nervous or anxious, instead of having, like, anxiety attacks now, I have something that's called hyperhidrosis. And my hands just, like, ridiculously sweat. I've ruined um, paperwork that I was trying to work on. And uh, if I'm handling money, um, when I roll my CBD and I use my, my zigzag wraps, I sometimes I'll ruin them because uh, my hands are sweating so much but yeah yeah that's pretty wild um to realize that there is an actual nervous see now that i'm talking about it it's getting a little uh whatever but yeah it's it's weird to think that um your nerves that they do shit like that you know I've, i think i've pretty much curbed my anxiety attacks though lately they've been a little different i started picking up uh, snuff again i started dipping again and Every time I do that, my anxiety always goes through the roof, and I'm a little more irritable, but it's because I'm a fucking moron, um, and, I, and I keep doing it when I know that I should not, and on top of that, every time football season comes around, it's always, for me, um, it, it's always nice to have a dip, and uh, I think it's because you sit out by bonfires and stuff like that, and I dipped for years, from the time I was 13 until I was 25. Um, I, I stopped full time when I was 25 and, and every football season I, I put one in or I, I, I dip again. 
I know most people probably don't care about that. <laughs> I don't know why I just told that whole story. It does make me think of a funny um, story, though. When when you're sitting around bonfires, and I do live here in Tennessee, and um, our best friends, Nicole and I's best friends' names are Brandy and Randy. Um, they're a husband and wife. And Brandy is from Louisiana. Randy uh, is from here in Tennessee, but he's a huge, huge Alabama fan. Um, so... And they're Tennesseans, um, so they they live a more rural lifestyle than I do or how I grew up. You know, they have four-wheelers, and they have land, and they do the bonfire thing a lot. Um, they're, and they love, like, country music and stuff. And we were sitting there listening to country the other day, and they had, like, four or five songs come on in a row. And the last one that came up was Florida Georgia Line. And it was called like Up Down, I think, was the name of the song. And I was like, okay, something's coming together here. In country music, they're always drinking and they're always sad. Like, country music is a bummer. Unless you listen to somebody like Luke Bryan, who is singing this, that song, uh, I Believe Most People Are Good. It's like, okay, he's trying to bring a light into this depressing dark cloud of a music genre holy shit like I, I wish i could go through right now actually i can i can let's see what and i could prove myself wrong here and be like oh you, you're a fucking moron here's you're gonna prove your own self wrong so we're gonna go to genre and go to country and let's play the beginnings of because i don't want to get pulled off freaking whatever i just want to play part cop car it's number one so let's see. I know I know this song. He's talking about falling in love in the back of a cop car. Alright. It's a it's a love song. I'll take that. I'll take that. Homesick, Kane Brown. I love Kane Brown, by the way. He's got a little hip hop swag to him. I guarantee I get pulled off SoundCloud for this one. Alright, sing it. It's another love song. Alright, depression and love songs. Carrie Underwood, who only knows there. That's annoying, the beginning is. Does anybody else think her, her voice sounds shittier? Sounds like a Britney Spears fucking song. another love song fuck my life what is going on here people anyway let, let's find that florida georgia long florida, florida georgia line song but like it was serious i think it was because they were playing a lot of eric church and brantley gilbert so let's go that route let's go that route uh i know a lot of people like brantley gilbert let's check out his first few songs some of which i love i i'm a i'm a relative fan of brantley gilbert i can do his music way more than i can some other okay so bottoms up is the first one See, he's kind of a country badass, though. 
But I know this song, and it is a sad one. He's talking about his life's shitty, so tonight his bottom's up. He is a badass looking dude. Yeah, so, okay, that's more of a party song, I guess. Yeah, see, I'm proving myself. Now, y'all know this shit is sad. You know this shit is sad. I'm testing my luck with SoundCloud today. died in the war folks it's very sad you get it it's sad but yeah i was just thinking like god bless how sad is country music now what made me think that is it was a it was a coincidence. I'm being I'm oversimplifying this shit. I know that all not not all country music is sad. There's a lot of good. Um, it just happened to be the sequence that we listened to it in the car. It was like sad, 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 and then this um, this Florida Georgia Line song came on, and I looked over to my wife, who is a massive country fan. Um, my wife is a Southern Texas born and raised. Um, she's a belle, ladies and gentlemen. My wife is a Southern belle, a Southern. Texas Bell, um, and she loves all that shit. I'm from the inner city of Columbus, Ohio, and then move, you know, kind of out towards the suburb area. Um, yeah, I don't play that shit. I grew up on like rap music. I'm not even a big rock music fan. Obviously, I went through like my good, uh, good Charlotte and Simple Plan phase years, uh, but now I'm a. It's either rap or it's old classic music, like Third Eye Blind, Third or Three Doors Down. Um, who's the other one? Uh, Three Doors Down, Third Eye Blind. Damn it, who's the other one? Um, I play them. Oh, Bare Naked Ladies is a good one. Smash Mouth, stuff like that. Um, I like a lot, but I, yeah, I can't, I can't do the country. Some of it. Oh, here, you guys may get to talk to my daughter real quick. Hold on. She's calling. What you doing? What you doing? Hey, Taya, Daddy's recording. Can I call you right back? Can I call you right back in one minute? It, sorry, it's not the last one because I want to go to practice tonight. All right. Yeah, so that's what I get to do. I get to, uh, I get to FaceTime with my daughter every day. I was hoping she was going to talk, but you can tell most days when she will and when she won't. Uh, if she's sitting in the car seat, she's not talking. She's got her... She's got her um, pacifier in her mouth. They call it her passy. Uh, I'm not a big one on, on all that kind of stuff. But uh, it helps her. Makes her happy. All right. So, long string. 
of sad songs, and then this song comes on. I think Florida Georgia Line is a bunch of pussies. I, I don't like them at all. See, like, this is trash. All I think of when I think of Raising Cane's is a chicken restaurant. So he's saying he lives an up, down, up, down, up, down kind of life because... He spends many hours watching a bobber go up, down, up, down, up, down. And then he then proceeds to a field where he has a party with some Jack Daniels. And he turns that bottle up, down, up, down, up, down. Drinking problem. Let's continue. I could not even begin to translate what he just said. Uh, something about he had an old CD, something about Freebird, and he was out in the BFE, which means bumfuck Egypt out in the middle of nowhere. All right. We got what we got. We don't need the rest. Florida Georgia line of millionaires now who probably live in Los Angeles or Nashville, which is just little Los Angeles. The parking lot party now, where the beers are flowing. Again, drinking problem. Next. Here. He was talking about the attractiveness of uh, southern women, especially when it gets to be around summertime. He claims that they get more attractive. Uh, and then he said that people begin to go up, down, up, down, up, down. I think that's a sex reference. Uh, mothers, don't let your children uh, sing Florida Georgia Line. Uh, if the alcoholism wasn't enough, now they're making sexual innuendos. And I, you know, I of all people who love rap music, I, I don't put up with that. Next. Holding it down to BFE. I think he's going to just repeat himself now. Uh, yeah. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, it's just, I think it's, uh, it's, I don't know. There's so many, maybe it's because I don't drink anymore. Because back when I used to drink, I used to love country music. But I think that's because they talk about drinking a lot. Uh, I think that a lot of them do. So, oh, I did. I did find, I found a quality song from high school. Uh, I've been having to mix it, guys. I listen to so many podcasts. Like, I literally, my entire day, 
all day, every day. Pretty much consists of listening to different podcasts and stuff like that. Sometimes I just have to go into a musical break. I can only hear the same voices. Um, you know, I'm backlogging now. Like when I watch The Fighter and the Kid or Bill Burr or Joe Rogan, like I'm usually watching older ones because they have, what, most of them have two, three years worth of podcasts to listen to. So I was thinking, I was like, man, what, what song every day when I'm off, um, and I still have to do it today when I'm off, I drive this beautiful drive down the back nine of Fort Campbell, uh, Fort Campbell, the military base. I just drive. Um, it goes all the way into like Dover, Tennessee, and it's just straight and it's flat and the sides are green. And now it's kind of getting to be fall time. The leaves are falling. It's beautiful early in the morning. And it's beautiful um, around now when the sun will start going down. So actually, I've got really good time. And I love to just either listen to my music or listen to my podcast. And so this will be one that I play tonight. And uh, I uh, will see if I get in trouble for this one. Let's see. Oh, oh, come on now. Oh, there. Haters in the building. This doesn't take you back to high school. Talk to my busted baby real quick, oh man. Push you to my world. Little Neo. Trying to get back to her. Just believe she got the hood thing. She know that hood thing. That's the problem. You know that it's mine. Plies used to be the shit when I was in high school. Plies was the shit. Anyway, I think the rest of it gets pretty vulgar. Uh, if you guys, the song is Bust It Baby by uh, Plies featuring Neo. Okay, we've had our fun, right? We've had our fun. We're already 25 minutes in. Uh, I want to take this time to thank Zigzag Raps. You guys are the bomb. They sent me all kinds of stuff. Uh, like cleaning tray, sticker, uh, they sent me a little roller thing, all kinds of stuff, guys, they're the best, go check them out, uh, and with this, now that we've got all advertisements out of the way, um, it, iTunes has been playing ads at the beginning and the end of my, the beginning and end of my shows, I, I don't know if that's like a new thing they're doing, but that's, I don't think that's me, um, so if, if that is the case, sorry if they've turned to playing ads, but Hey, at least you, you don't have to pay for this. You never will. As long as, as long as I have control of that. Um, so I hope that continues on. I want to leave you guys with some seriousness. It was kind of silly in the beginning and maybe even a little angry during the MGK part. When people tell you you're selfish, you stop making decisions for yourself with, which turns into a yes man slash having no spine. And what I want to talk to you guys about that is I did that. Um, that's, and I've, I see that as a flaw in myself. Now I, for so many years was told because I was, I was a very selfish person when I was young. I did what I wanted to do, what would benefit me. And I wanted to do what I liked. And I didn't, I didn't really want to do, I would sacrifice through it sometimes to do what other people like, but very rarely. Uh, and I'm still very much that way. I like to do my thing. Like I want to wake up, have my CBD, ease into my morning with my podcast, have, you know, not a crazy stressful day at work, listen to a podcast or a song coming home, smoke the CBD, hang out with the wife, watch whatever she wants to watch for the night, eat dinner, go to bed. 
shower, go to bed. Like, that's what I want to do. I, I don't want to live any crazy life um, now. But I again, I wasn't always that way. I'm just saying I, I like to have my routine what it is. So I've had to admit to a lot of people in my life that I was selfish. And when you're selfish, um, as a younger person, I think it's easy for people to pull that card on you. You know, now I'm 20, I'm about to be 27, um, in February. And now I'm not a selfish person. I think about my family and my wife and, um, the people that listen to this podcast way before I think of myself. And now I make decisions and there are still people in my life who go, not my wife or anything, who, who say things like, well, you know, you're just being selfish and you're still doing this and you're still doing that. And you're still, it's like, guys, you can't control how people see you. If you've dedicated even a day to being better, you know, I had to, when it came to my sobriety and stuff like that, I decided one day that I understand people are never there are some people who may never see me differently. There are some people who may never forgive me. And there's nothing I can do about that. That is not going to change how I proceed forward. If someone is nasty to me or treats me the way that they rightfully would have when I was 21, 23, whatever, that's not my fault. I am still responsible to be kind back to them. But at the same time, I have to remember that what they're throwing at me needs to be taken with a grain of salt. Because... When you make every decision based off your family and the betterment of them, and then someone goes, you're selfish for doing this, for doing whatever it is that they don't like. Um, you know, typically it's, it's when you're taking any kind of downtime. If it's somebody wants money from you um, or something like that, they'll go, well, that's why you're a selfish, you know, SOB because you have this and, you know, you got that. And it's like, no, 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 time out, time out. Because I handle mine. I do what I'm supposed to do. Now, at the same time, I'm a human fucking being. I need to be able to have little things in life, like my yerba mates. Uh, for me, that's a big thing for me. Is As long as I can have those during the day, I'm okay to do some other shit that I may not be real thrilled about. Um, and I'll make sure I handle my responsibilities if you give me that little thing. But like I said, that's a little bit selfish. That's a little bit selfish because... There are people who, who don't have those little things and they still work super hard. So that's something that I have to work on too. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not a selfish person anymore. Uh, at least I try not to be. I'm sure I have my moments. Um, I'm sure my wife could probably think of a few um, where I've been selfish and she's so amazing that she doesn't say that. But so again, you, you can't let what people say and portray about you to bother you, but also don't let it affect you. If you know that being selfish was something you had in your past or you had a problem in the past, when someone turns to you two, three, four, five years later and goes, you're this, you're still that. And you're like, you know what? Honestly, I'm not. So don't allow that to affect how you move forward. What, what brought all this into hindsight was I had just gotten off a, a call with my daughter and her mother was there and she was giving me uh, it's pretty solid ass chewing about money and my money that I send her is designated through the court. She had a problem somewhere on her side, but she felt the need to yell at me about it. And I said, look, I, 
you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I sent you the money that I was supposed to send you. And I, I've done my part. I called them, which is an extra step now. I even called them and said, hey, she needs money. What's going on? And they said, hey, it's on her. She needs to call. And she would have rather stayed there and screamed at me and told me what a son of a bitch I am and how I'm a piece of shit. And this is why um, the other guy gets gets to be called dad, her boyfriend. She try, They try to urge my daughter to call this guy dad. And he, she's like, that's why you're a piece of shit, dad, is this, that, and this, and that. And I'm trying to stay calm and tell, tell her, like, hey, all you need to do is stop screaming at me for a second and call him. And you'll be able to fix this problem. But in the, in the midst of all of that, she called me selfish. She, you know, she always, you're going to be just like your dad, fucking selfish. And whatever, I'm catching an ass chewing for something I didn't do. And I had to look, and um, then Nicole asked me for what I wanted for dinner that night. And I was like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what I want. And it's not, it wasn't a, a typical marital, like, oh, nobody ever knows what they want to eat. That is very true. But this was a simple thing of, I had just been called a selfish son of a bitch for the last, whatever, five, ten minutes that feels like a fucking eternity when you're dealing with somebody who's so mean and just cold-blooded. And to me, my daughter is really the only thing that I allow to cut me deep where it can bring up days and days of real depression. So like when when I'm FaceTiming with my daughter and she goes, bye Cam, to me that fucking hurts because she knows who I am. When, when it's just her and I together, she calls me dad and she never hesitates. When she gets back home and people get around her, she, she changes. Um, and for me, that cuts me like a knife because she doesn't know the nights of endless hours that I lay awake crying because I miss my daughter and I don't want her to be missing me. And uh, at the same time, she doesn't know the hours of driving that I put in, the toll that it puts on my vehicle, how hard I have to work. And she shouldn't know all that. She's just a baby. But but when when someone is training a child to do things like that, it brings up a lot of anger and a lot of really not nice feelings. Uh, but at the same time, I look back and I go, they're treating me in a way because they're living five years ago. It's my responsibility, regardless of what someone else is doing, to be the best father I can be to my daughter and and to treat her mother with at least respect for no other reason than I, as her father, am setting an example of how to treat, how men should treat women. So if I'm going over there and I have to spend my first hour of my visitation with my daughter, supervised with her mother in the room, um, if I go over there and I'm, we're going back and forth and I'm calling you every kind of a son of a bitch and, and this and that and this and that and this, then the night that I laid in my bed in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and I told myself, I'm going to struggle for maybe a few years. I'm going to have so much shit put on me. A divorce, a, a child visitation, child support, having to find a job, having to find a place to live, having to find, you know, whatever. I said, I would rather suffer for 10 years then live another day in that house because, again, I had a daughter now. 
and I was thinking, it's going to be my responsibility to show my daughter how a man should treat a woman, and I don't want her to see that in me, in that situation, because it's not good. Um, obviously, I would never put my hands on, on a woman ever, but I, especially back when I was drinking, guys, I could be rough with my words. I was a very, I was not a, a clean fighter. I was a dirty fighter back in the day. Um, and, and I'm not that now only because, but when you grow that level of resentment for another person, when it's like, I just can't fucking stand to even know that you exist right now, let alone try to run a household and try to run a family. You're only by staying in that position and staying in that clusterfuck of anger and whatever, you're now spreading that onto your kids, right? So me now, three years almost later, and I can walk into their house living under these bullshit supervisions that I have to do because she enforces them through the court and all this shit, right? She's going to keep poking at me and poking at me and poking at me to try to make the bear come out. So then I'm a fucking dick and she can document that and she can record it, you know, whatever. That's what that's all this is. It's a chess match chess match back and forth. But guess what? If you before you even sit down to the chess table, if you go, "Hey, I'm going to play with kindness and I'm going to play with maturity." And if that doesn't happen, I'll remove myself from the situation and I'll figure out what I have to do after that. You know, if it's getting hostile, call the police and spend the time with my daughter, whatever. Um, I, it's never come to that. It's nothing like that. But there's, you always have to, again, you know your game plan going in, right? Now, every, the, the typical saying is everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's true. If I'm walking into an environment like that, where I know hostility is going to meet me, and my game plan is to be kind and be nice, and then something that really pushes a button gets in there, and now I can fly off the handle, right? Um, so in situations, again, I, I say all this to just say, don't let someone else's mindset about you turn you into what they think that you are. Um, I, over the last couple days, I let myself be really, really, really pissed and very down because of the interaction uh, with my daughter that night. And it was because, you know, I've been grinding my ass off here lately to make everything work, to make the job and the social media and the, the baby coming and Taya back in Indiana. I've been trying to make it all work, right? And I finally got a break and everything's going and it's working. And then, you know, just on a good day, someone's got to come up and just bite you in the ass, right? That's just the way it works um, for me. And I think for a lot of us, we feel that way. If you take a step forward, that step forward landed you in a pothole and now you're on your ass. Like, it's just, that's how the life seems sometimes. And it can be super fucking frustrating. But the moral of the story is, if you just always react with patience, kindness, and gratitude, everything will always work out. I promise you that. And... I, I, I'm willing to be tested on that. If you take it as your daily plan to be kind to everyone, have gratitude for everything that you possibly can, and just be a genuine, sincere person, you will never lose in life. You won't. You will not. It's not possible. You will always win. Um, 
and I, I believe that to the core of my being. Now, yes, some people really tempt your fate by people know how to push your buttons. And those people, um, they make an art of it. And it's, it's a tough revolving door to get out of. But again, don't make three years worth of progress only to turn around and diminish it all by letting loose one time. That makes sense. Um, for me, that's what tries to happen to me every time an altercation like that comes up. It makes me want to go, well, you know what? Yeah, fuck you. And all this. That doesn't do any good. Talking to people like that in general is not a good way to live. I try really hard to never speak to people with that disdain, but that's because that's how I used to be. And I know what that does to people now. Um, you know, I still swear. I, I, I cuss like a sailor. Uh, I try really hard not to do it on here, but sometimes if I get going, it, it happens. Um, but so again, I try not to do it in general in my life. I try not to speak to people that way um, because this is how my past relationship was. Nicole and I, we have a very stern policy in our relationship. You do not talk crazy to one another. We've both done it. We did it for the same amount of time. Nicole was married prior to. We both know what it is to be in a really, really shitty relationship. So we, when we got married, we were like, hey, look, this is what I'm not willing to deal with. You know, obviously, always putting your hands on one another is off the table. You, you never do that, ever. And if, if you do, your relationship needs to be far, far over. It's done. The second people start putting hands on each other. Two, we will not speak nasty to one another. You're not going to tell me to get, get up off my ass and do something. And I'm not going to call you any kind of a bitch or nothing like that. Like, that's just not the way it works here. We love one another. If there's an issue, we talk about it. We fix it. We don't walk away and go to sleep mad. That's another rule. You never go to sleep angry. And two, guys, communication. Communication is so massive. I tell my wife everything. Everything. There's nothing my wife doesn't know. And sometimes she's she's probably listening to this, rolling her eyes, going, yeah, the guy never shuts the fuck up. I am always feeding to my wife. I'm always going, here, this is what happened. This is what I think. This is what I was feeling. This is what I'm doing. I'm everywhere. It's because my wife is so loving and so patient and so intelligent. She, I'm going, blah, and just throwing all this shit at her and she's standing there with a net just raining all this shit in um and all my constant passionate emotions that i have um if you get like you guys have probably seen i've been rambling for fucking 42 minutes now and this is how i am all the time um i'm definitely probably on the spectrum uh somewhere but it's who i am um and I just try to be better every single day. I try to learn some sort of life lesson every single day so that way I can say I'm getting better every day. That all started um, when I decided no matter who it was, no matter what the situation, I would always act in kindness and in gratitude and for the general well-being of people. And ever since I've made that decision, um, things have been so, 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 so much better. And uh, that's my gospel. That's what I live my life by. So, guys, with that, we've talked a lot about uh, MGK and we've uh, Notre Dame has. Uh, we got Vanderbilt this weekend. I already talked about that. So, oh, I did want to talk Green Bay, Chicago Bears game. Holy shit! What a battle was that! Um, 
Aaron Rodgers goes down in like the second. Deshaun Kaiser from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, he went in. First pass was unreal. Amazing pass by Deshaun Kaiser. Second, third, and fourth, he got hit, fumbled. Uh, I think he had like four straight sacks, and one of them was a fumble or some shit like that. He played horribly um, after the first pass. They were down, I think it was like 28 nothing, 28-7, something like that, um, coming out of the half. Aaron Rodgers comes back out on the field, leads them in the fourth quarter uh, to a comeback. I think the final score was like 28-26 or some shit like that. But it was an amazing game, uh, an amazing game. I'm super stoked that um, NFL or, or football is back in general. My Cincinnati Bengals won, though I did not get to see the game. Uh, what was the other one? Who did I watch? Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, the Browns. The Browns tied. They still can't catch a damn break. They went 0-16 last year. And then they start the week off uh, with a tie. And that that was... Of course they would. That's the Cleveland Browns. Um, but other than that, guys, like I said, we talked a lot about the MGK thing and the M&M. So I'm going to play uh, MGK's Rap Devil for the end of this podcast. If you guys are enjoying... The CBD, if you're using CBD Hemp Direct, uh, which you guys can use code CAM5 on that, I recommend that you go grab uh, the ZigZag Wraps. They uh, they hook up the studio. They're my favorite. Tons of flavors to choose from. Um, they got tons of hemp options now. Super dope. Go grab some gear off their website. And also, Guyeki, Yerba Mate's. Uh, it's all love. And I don't know who iTunes is going to advertise on the end of this. So, enjoy Rap Devil by MGK. Today's, what, Thursday? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday, so Friday. I'll be recording on Sunday. Um, you guys, will, it'll probably upload late Sunday night, early Monday morning. Hope you guys know how much I love you. If you guys want one of the Road to Redemption shirts that I'm wearing uh, right now in the YouTube video, go over to at Cam Williamson Official on Instagram. Shoot me a DM, and I will get you. Uh, I will get you one sent out as soon as... As soon as I possibly can, I'll let you know on prices and all that stuff if you guys are interested. All right. Love you guys. Oh, my God, Ronnie. Hey, somebody grab me some clippers. This fucking beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. I think my dad's gone. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. You sober and bored, huh? I know. I'm about to be 46 years old, dog. Talking about, I'ma call up Trick Trick. Man, you sound like a bitch, bitch. Man, I can handle your shit. You mad about something I said in 2012? Took you six years and a surprise album just to come with a diss? Homie, we get it. We know that you're the greatest rapper alive. Fucking dweeb, all you do is read the dictionary and stay inside. Fuck rap god, I'm the rap devil. Come a bare face with a black shovel like the Armageddon. When the smoke settle, his body next to this instrumental. I'm saying, I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest, we can talk about it. Or we can get gully, I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Let's talk about the fact you actually blackball a rapper that's twice as young as you Let's call Sway, ask why I can't go up to Shea 45 because of you Let's ask Interscope how you had Paul Rosenberg trying to shelf me Still can't cover up the fact your last four albums as bad as your selfie Now tell me, what are you stand for? I know you can't stand yourself Trying to be the old you so bad you stand yourself Let's leave all the beef in the 50 M, you push a 50 
Why you claiming I'ma call Puff when you the one that called Diddy? Facts. Then you went and called Jimmy. Facts. The conference called me in the morning. They told me you mad about a tweet. You wanted me to say sorry. I swear to God I ain't believe him. Please say it ain't so. The big bad bully of the rap game can't take a fucking joke. Oh, you want some fucking smoke, but not literally you'll choke. Yeah, I'll acknowledge you the goat, but I'm the gunner, bitch. I got you in the scope. Don't have a heart attack now. Somebody help your man's up. Knees weak or old age. The real slim shady can't stand up. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it. Or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Hello, Marshall. My name's Colson. You should go back to recovery. I know your ego is hurting just knowing that all of your fans discovered me. He like, damn, he a younger me. Except he dresses better and I'm ugly. Always making fun of me. Stop all the thuggery, Marshall. You living in luxury. Hey, look what you've done to me. Drop an album just because of me. Damn, you in love with me. You got money, but I'm hungry. I like it this, but you won't say them lyrics out in front of me. Shout out to every rapper that's up under me. Know that I'll never do you like this fuckery. Still bitter after everyone loves you. Pull that wedgie out your dungarees. I gotta respect the OGs. And I know most of them personally. But you just a bully acting like a baby, so I gotta read you a nursery. I'm the ghost of the future, and you just have a Scrooge. I said I'm flex, anyone can get it. I ain't know it would be you. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it, or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Hey, ride a shoddy 'cause I got a road that's dope. It's a fast road. When your idols become your rivals, yeah. Never hesitate to say it to your face. I'm an asshole. Bitch ass motherfucker. We know you get nervous, rabbit. I see mama spaghetti all over your sweater. I wish you would lose yourself in the records that you made a decade ago. They were better. According to them, you're a national treasure. To me, you were soft as a feather. The type to be scared to ask Rihanna for a number. Just hold her umbrella, Ella, Ella. I'm not a fool. Okay, Oscar the Grouch, chill on the couch. You got an Oscar, damn. Can anyone else get some food in their mouth for real? They made a movie about you. You in everybody's top ten. You're not getting better with time. It's fine, Eminem. Put down the pen or write an apology. Or with a simple fact, you had a diss to acknowledge me. I am the prodigy. How could I even look up to you? You ain't as tall as me. Five eight, man. I'm six four. Seven punches hold your head still. Last time you saw Eight Mile was at home on a treadmill. You were named after a candy. I was named after a gangster. And don't be a sucker and take my verse off of Yellow Wolf's album. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanna feed my daughter. You try to stop the money to support her. You the one always talk about the action. Text me to Addy. I'm pulling up scrap. And I'm by my fucking self, what's happening? ESC captain salute me and shoot me That's what he's gonna have to do to me When he realizes that it ain't shit he can do to me Everybody always hated me This isn't anything new to me Yeah, there's a difference between us I got all of my shit without Dre producing me I know you're not used to me Usually one of your disses should ruin me But bitch, I'm from Cleveland Everybody quiet this evening I'm reading the eulogy He dropped an album called Kamikaze So that means he killed him Already fucked one rapper's girl this week Don't make me call Kim I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats Let's talk about it Sick of you being rich and you still mad? Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it, or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it.